0: What's up guys, and welcome to this week's McInnes Marketing Minute. Jay, welcome to my humble abode. As we are quite literally in my humble abode. And in the spirit of everything Christmas, la 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 la, la 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 la. Thank you for having us. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Uh, But we're gonna come at you today with the October numbers. So obviously we're now in November, if you can believe it or not. I feel like, honestly, like two weeks ago, we were all complaining about how long March was taking. To pass. <laughs> and now we're in November. It's been Wednesday, quick. As Halloween gets out of the way, um, Remembrance Day has passed. Christmas. And now, decor everywhere. Now we're onto Christmas
1: decor. So it was a pretty nice tree, by the way.
0: So yeah. So looking back at October, it's the interesting thing. When, and this is not so much the interesting thing, but the the theme with October rang very true to what we've already been seeing. The market is obviously vastly heightened activity, condos are down and whatnot, and that's why we don't want to focus too much on the specific numbers of this month because it's following the same sort of trend. The numbers are very high, but I'm gonna put, coin the phrase, I think it's an artificial market right now. Oh,
1: that's a bold statement. You didn't tell me about this before filming. What do you mean?
0: Well, I, okay, so for example, like let's look at how much, just in terms of percentage, how much we're up in terms of sales October last year versus this year. So for detached houses, 42.3%.
1: But let's keep in mind that pandemic aside, okay. we are still in the fall market. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of continued on a typical busy fall trend at the tail end of this pandemic, uh, which we'll touch on a few more points shortly. but. And that's comparing to just, what, three months after the market started to have a little bit of life, way back at the end of 2019.
0: So, and I'll, I'll finish this, so attached houses are up 13.4%, and townhomes, 45.9%. Big jumps. Huge jumps. And when you look at like the sales to active listings ratios, they're, they're way up there. So we've said it many times before, below 12. Below 12. Below 12 puts pressure on prices downwards. 12 to 20 is a buoyant balance market. And above 20 puts pressure on prices upwards. And we've been at above 20 for all fields for a long, long time now. So,
1: you know, I was just thinking, side note, we haven't had a, a this is all fake, the market's about to crash barrage in the comment section for a number of months now. It's been a while.
0: It's getting it's a starting, little boring in the comment starting, section. Starting to miss it. but. Uh, Sorry, sorry to interrupt. So, for so detached homes right now, the sales to active listings ratio is 30.9%, so well above that 20%, which it has been well above for a while. For a
1: while now, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, townhouses are at 43.5% sales to active listings ratio. That's that's ridiculous. It's almost the same amount that it's increased year over year. I think, okay, yet or a but maybe you don't see these type of reflections in the pricing moving upwards, even in multiple offer scenarios. You're not seeing a million dollar condo go for $1.2 million. You're not even seeing a million dollar condo go for 1.1. You could see a $1.1 million condo being listed low and going closer to that 1.1. However, you're not seeing the prices rise. I mean, in terms of benchmark pricing, attached houses stayed exactly where it was versus last month. detached houses have gone up 1.1%, very steady, and 0.4% increase in townhouses.
1: So what I was gonna say before, I think with the whole, again, looking back to this kind of pandemic-related decisions in the market, I'm not surprised at all that the townhomes have stayed that strong. Um, activity wise because going back to that theory that people are leaving condos, leaving common elevators, leaving towers, leaving downtown and all that, I don't think it's a mass market thing. Uh, However, if you look at the townhomes being the next step up from condos uh, in that progression from condo to townhouse to house, um, you're getting a lot of consistency along that story of it's, it's Again, it's hot, not a reflection of price, but activity is very consistent there. And even with the detach to those numbers in, in North Van this week, the, the deal we did, um, everything we were looking at, kind of North Van, this is in that kind of mid 1.5 range, but everything between 1.5 and 1.7, all multiples. Um, and there's there the activity is there and the the showings are busy and they're getting offers. But to your point, the pricing is not flying up 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 like we've seen
0: in past multiple environments and that's why I think it's artificial because to me that right now those townhomes are the bridge between the gap between detached and condos so while that provides obviously the the bridge now there are not anywhere near as many townhouses as as there are condos so as people start to get more comfortable in townhouses will that then trickle on to the condos back to our video a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about is it maybe time to start you know preparing for a condo surge when that price range gets unattainable it
1: always comes to that point where once or we we we've done this video the uh, i forget when last year but the gap between condo and house got close cl- so close that it made sense not sense but it made Uh, financial logic that you could make that jump substantially easier at that time for example than you could right now so the the townhouse is kind of I think it's always going to be there as that perfect little middle ground um, and will be pretty consistent it's been pretty consistent over the last handful of years now it's pretty extreme but um, with just the the general price gap between condo and detached I think it's it's always going to be a very welcomed option
0: I'm, to be honest, more interested in now what's going to happen as we start moving into like winter and Christmas, because typically, as you mentioned at the start, we're in a busy fall period, fall is typically more busier along with spring uh, in Vancouver real estate. So as we move towards the winter, we've now got the announcement of the two potential vaccines um, that they're hoping to push out by the end of the year, and then further on a few months from that, hopefully dissemination to all around the world, uh, whatnot, are we gonna see that slowdown in activity, one, happen in the same way that it usually does each year, and two, are we gonna see that slowdown, if it does happen, have a knock-on effect and it will slow the rest of the market down, kind of a grinding halt after such a busy time, or is it just gonna be a blip in the system and as soon as time has gone, uh, Christmas has gone past and the season, to be jolly is done. They're gonna, it's gonna be the season to buy. I think
1: as we saw markets coming up literally from 2010 to 20 what, 18, the 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 annual kind of activity gap line we'll say when the summer was really busy and uh, had a lot of inventory, and the 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 winter obviously was the fall-off time, a lot less inventory, a lot less activity. That arc line just flattened year over year, and you were starting to get a very specific uh, slowdown for that December, and then it'd pick up in for the spring, and then that turned into, it'd start pick up in February, and then in middle of January, and then it just rode right through when the market was getting really crazy. So I think this year, um, we're gonna see a typical kind of light slowdown. I don't think it's gonna be grinding at all. And I think the more I look at this, I lean into, looking at the stock market and money that's being deployed into the markets that way and is a reflection of how much the consumer is willing to put on the table in the form of that and in our case in the form of real estate and i think that's a a much faster moving market than we're seeing but i think we're going to see that trust in markets continue on in real estate and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a slight slowdown and then it's going to keep going unless something catastrophic changes with lockdowns and all that sort of stuff.
0: Well, this is why I'm like super interested because when you look at that same graph you're talking about in the, the real estate or well, Vancouver real estate history, whether it's been an extremely busy month or sorry, extremely busy year versus a very quiet year, you still see those same trends. They're just exaggerated. Sure. Yep. During Definitely. the busy times, it still follows the same. So I'm interested to see what that looks like as we come out of Christmas and start moving into January and February and how that is gonna lead up for the spring market.
1: I think we saw, as we saw comparing these numbers, the end of 2019 up until March was getting crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've had this whole slowdown and halt and pause and whatever, but I, I believe that kind of come March again, we're gonna be, it'll be you busy, moving, be busy. Rates I don't think are gonna jump up anytime soon and the market's gonna have the belief behind it and now cheaper rates to push okay. forward with.
0: Well, of course we don't have that illustrious crystal ball Uh, but we will see. I will point out that a lot of the predictions in which we've said have...
1: They're all true. Every prediction we've ever made has become true. So we technically do have crystal balls. So
0: we are making a controversial prediction now because a note on the tolling in Metro Vancouver. We've got an update. It got approved. (laughs) It did. It got approved um, to the dismay of many. It was a pretty close vote. I think it was actually four to three. there's going to be plenty of opportunity for the public to weigh in, and for businesses as well. So just because it's been approved doesn't mean that it's actually going ahead. This is where our prediction is: we don't think it will actually go ahead. You no,
1: know, I think uh, reality will set in that um, it would very negatively affect the businesses. Which even if the market gets rolling again, uh, the the. Uh, the market, the economy in, in, for example, Vancouver, where this is kind of the wall around, uh, it's not like it's gonna be back up and running and no one's gonna still be hurt from this whole pause. So I think reality will set in. They said decisions will be made by some point 2022 after all of the the conversations and talks and sit down with various groups. Um, I don't think it'll play out. Uh, It's kind of a ridiculous talking point, but.
0: We need to take a note out of UK's books. Oh, okay. No, hear, hear me out on this one. Hear me out on this one. They threaten to put tax or increase taxes on alcohol and uh, pastries, <laughs> but more, not sweet pastries. There's like pasties. Just got to get them when they're
1: down. Just, just,
0: it's basically hit like, them in the, hit them where it hurts. Typically processed meat in, uh, which doesn't make it sound good, but it's delicious in various different. Um, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like the pastry surrounding outside. The crust stuff. Yeah, like crust, um, like filo pastry and stuff like that. Anyway, various different deliciousness. It caused such an outrage that they uh, rioted and again, the whole thing got scrapped.
1: So what you're saying is we need to riot, like the UK, to lose rioting. the tolls. Okay, you that's heard, an option. You,
0: you it here first. <laughs> Thanks guys, see you next week.